Hi there, and welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you like is terrible, and that's okay. I'm Megan. And I'm Hillary. And today we are going to be talking about a fandom that has been toxic from the very beginning, (laughs) and it is a fandom, 100%. And it's the fandom of Chris Chan, or the Sonichu franchise. Uh, (laughs) The creator of the Sonichu franchise, Sonichu as a franchise, Sonichu as a character, or Chris Chan as a person, uh, who is uh, commonly known as the most documented person who exists thus far on the internet. And uh, unlike other, like, celebrity people who are heavily documented by paparazzi and whatnot. A lot of the reason why Chris's life is so heavily documented is due to the fact that Chris has been posting very frequently online since late, uh, well, actually since before 2007, but since the mid-2000s. In 2007, uh, they became a target of trolling from several different sources. And uh, ever since then, their lives have been kind of on display. Uh, Just as a heads up, I realize, let me get into this right now, there's going to be like several triggers over this episode and the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Transphobia, homophobia, sexism, blatant misogyny, uh, bullying, uh, you know, suicide, anything of really heavy, um, we're talking about rape, we're going to be talking about some really awful stuff in the next couple of episodes. So um, some of this is honestly the the slowest moving train wreck we've the internet has ever seen in the history of ever. And this is why people can't look away. But if you want to, no shame in doing so right now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this feel this is a hard topic for us. So, but we've been talking about it a lot recently in our lives outside of the podcast, but please feel free to skip this one. If it's not for you, we won't be offended. Like, it's a lot. And please take care of yourself. It is your job to curate your own internet experience. Absolutely. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's start by just saying here are all of Chris Chan's known aliases. So Christine Weston Chandler, as she's known currently, uh, Chris Chan is her name on the internet. It is the uh, name that has been taken by her fan base. CWC is another, it's, it's pronounced as quick. Uh, it's another uh, play on her name, uh, her initials. Her, she was formerly known as Christian Weston Chandler and formerly known as Christopher Weston Chandler. She's had several name changes in her life, but she is currently Christine, and that's what we will be referring to her as. Uh, There are certain times where uh, there will be male pronouns, but that is only with regards to Christine referring to herself. Exactly. With that being said, she she is a YouTube vlogger and the creator of the webcomic Sonichu. Uh, in 2007, she came to prominence on the uh, image board 4chan when an image of her at a game store uh, was posted on the board and people began an innate interest in who the fuck was this and why are they dressed so weird. The reason why everyone was amazed was because this person was wearing a medallion around their neck, a golden yellowy medallion that kind of looked like Sonic. But there is no Sonic that is yellow. And it came to be the internet's information kind of puked out the idea of Sonichu because they were able to find out who decided to make this. And from then on out, 
people decided this looks like a very easy target to attack. And so began about a decade and a half, almost two decades, of, honestly, of harassment, of targeted harassment towards Chris Chan. And I now, think that targeted harassment is really putting it lightly. Like, I really think that is the most euphemistic way you can put it. So... I think it's important to kind of understand where, why the targeting occurred in the beginning. So in the beginning, uh, it was just let's point and laugh at the person who looks different than us, which is, you know, the, the, the modus operandi for half the internet. There's this uh, word that called lol cow. And basically they generate laughter by just existing in their lives because you can't believe such a person exists and you find it hysterical. So they bring you joy by living such a sad life. And that's kind of what the he is or she is the original lol cow, I guess, in that sense. The reason why she is a lol cow is because what came to light is immediately upon this picture being posted on 4chan was so Chris Chris Chan's uh, biggest thing at that time was she would go to the campus of UVA and sit on the steps. She was 21 at the time. She'd sit on the steps and have a sign uh, printed out on poster board. And basically this sign said um, it was she was she had a love quest that is continual to this day, to this current day. And she was looking for an 18 to 21 year old single white female who had never had a boyfriend before and had never been kissed. Um, and she placed a lot of heavy emphasis on a very specific requirement. Uh, white, single, uh, virgin, never had any kind of contact with the other sex, slender, shorter than him, her. Um, what else? Um, not, okay, and Chris, as a... I didn't even, I realized I didn't even say this, but one of the important factors of Chris is that she is autistic. She's high functioning autistic as she likes to call herself, but it was important to her and continues to be important to her that she not date anyone who is, or has sex with anyone who is autistic because she doesn't want to get that person pregnant and then have another autistic child because there's a lot of deep fucked up layers to Chris as a person. Yeah. She's, that's, she's that's not, not how good. it works. <laughs> that's not how it works. No, she's not good, though, and she never has been. And unfortunately, like, this is the thing, is that bullying is not a good thing to do. Like, just because someone's a piece of shit doesn't mean you should necessarily, like, target them for, like, 10 years continuously. Like, unless you have, like, a lot of fucking time. And uh, so what happened was, is this sign was posted. And the internet was like, this is fucking hysterical. Are you shitting me? Someone who looks like this is asking for a single white woman who is skinny and young. And uh, obviously people immediately took advantage. They found this this posting, not just um, in pictures in front of the UVA campus, but they found it in different boards online. And Chris has been obsessed with finding someone to date, with someone to have sex with, and with someone to marry and have children with. And uh, so she was had several people jumping out from every single corner of the internet to pretend to be interested in Chris. And it was a, a lot of shit occurred over the preceding years that involved people convincing Chris to record a certain kind of video, usually something sex, nudity, um, you know, weird fetish. It's, it's just so many instances that to kind of solidify it all in one, I think the best one, the best one example is a 13 year old boy named Blue Spike. I've, I don't believe that this person has ever been doxxed because they are 13, were 13 in 2006. 
And uh, this 13-year-old boy named Blue Spike pretended to be a girl named Julie. And uh, since this boy is 13, his voice is higher. He had not yet, uh, you know, had any kind of voice drop. So she entered into a relationship with Blue Spike, who was pretending to be Julie. And over the course of several months or, or what have you, the... <laughs> Blue Spike was able to convince Chris to record herself having sex with a sex doll, an anime blow-up doll, and send it to Jule. And from there on out, that was disseminated amongst the internet in really fucking awful ways. And I, I, I okay, so full transparency, I've known about Chris Chan since, I don't know, um, probably 2007, 2000, probably 2007, probably around the beginning. Um, but then I, I knew more around 2011, 2012, because I had an, my own personal connection to Chris Chan. And then uh, now I've just suddenly, you know, everyone's talking about Chris Chan. So let's revisit this guy. And uh, I think that it's important to note that Chris what is continues to not make good decisions. Chris has, uh, I think been surrounded by, I don't know. There's never been enough like concrete evidence that Chris has ever had somebody interfering in her life to say, uh, like, like they, there's no evidence to say that somebody hasn't always been doing that. People have always been telling Chris, Hey, don't do this. Don't talk to trolls. Don't believe people. Cause after so many years, cause we're talking now in the, in the two thousands, you know, a few years past trolls continue to harass Chris. And now we're in the Facebook years. And basically every one of her actual friends is like, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Anybody who claims to be a friend of Chris's tells her constantly, stop talking to people and stop doing this. And she doesn't listen to any of it. She is convinced of one thing and one thing only, and that is getting laid. That's all she wants, and that's all she's going to do. And it doesn't matter how many fake people uh, try to fuck with her. She'll just keep trucking through. Yeah. Which is insane uh to me. I'm not that dedicated to fucking anything. <laughs> yeah. There are... As you said before, there are many layers to this situation. Uh, let me preface this by saying by that I am not autistic. I am not an autistic person. I, you know, I do not know what it is like to have that form of neurodivergency. But from what other autistic people have reported, um, Chris Chan's candid nature and Chris Chan's willingness to share and overshare may be a result of her autism. And a lot of Christorians, as they are called, which is delightful, really. Yes. And by delightful, I mean, why? Um, <laughs> fandoms. Um, fandoms. Uh, That's why. <laughs> are, the thing is, calling it a fandom is such a, it's such a beautiful, delicate, light way to term it. I first learned about Chris Chan from ContraPoints. Uh, ContraPoints in her video about cringe did a, a huge section about Chris Chan in that video. And part of the internet's fascination and 4chan's fascination in particular has a collection of largely cis male, like, rejects and losers, is that they see a person who is more pathetic than themselves. Absolutely. And Chris Chan feeds into this because Chris Chan desperately wants attention. That is yes, what I've observed. Yeah, and it's not good. It's not good. 
No, no. Well, the thing is, the reason it's not good is because... Okay, so I'm a full believer of the fact that um, autism doesn't diminish the quality of life you live. People who have autism are still like... It, they are still extremely valid in any struggles they experience, obviously, but it doesn't, their quality of life is only as diminished as the people who surround them and like whether or not those people increase or decrease their quality of life. I just think people who are autistic, I think it's important to get this out there that at no point are either Hillary or I trying to invalidate any autistic person's experiences. What, we're, what I'm trying to say is that Chris does not speak for autistic people any more than she does for trans. She is just a person and some defining characteristics don't make her a spokesperson for said communities. Exactly. And I think that um, a lot of the point that's been kind of like emphasized in my mind, in my research on Chris Chan is that her autism is not correlated with her personality. It may augment certain aspects of her personality, but if... Um, but uh, I have autistic siblings, and yes. um, both of my brothers have distinct personalities outside of their developmental disability. Mm -hmm. If you took away the disorder, there would still be key personality traits that would be present no matter what. And the same is true of Christine Chandler. Yes. The, and, like, this uh, oversharing she, thing. This oversharing thing. If she were not autistic, I am certain that she would still overshare. Her. Uh, some people, regardless of neurodivergency or nor neurotypicality um are have insatiable libidos some people are hypersexual you know absolutely the, the thing is is that hypersexuality doesn't make you so, so there's this thing that one of the other big controversies over chris's life is that she has been notoriously homophobic specifically targeting gay men gay men because chris tries when 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 Chris was identifying as male at that time, she was often called gay because everyone knew it was an insult that would drive her insane. There are some people that have an insult that they can't, they can never have used against them. And for Chris, it was always gay. And she, and she had to reiterate over and 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 over how much she hated gay people, how wrong their existence was, how she was not gay, how she would never. And like, so girls who would pretend to be valid dates for him or her at that time. And, um, and as they would be valid, like dating partners, they would ask her to draw art. So she was the creator of Sonic. She drew a lot, not well, which is why people are constantly amazed. But, uh, they would ask her to draw fan art of them in orgy situations with multiple men. And Chris was disgusted by it because she didn't want to ever have more than one penis in a room. She wanted to be the only penis and everybody else was a girl who would just be fawning over her. And here's, and this is where the interesting, the interesting part comes in and God, we haven't even, we haven't even gotten to the real reason that we're talking about Chris Chan right now. So buckle up guys. But yeah, um, we're okay. So this is a quick break. Take a moment. We got it. Yeah, right, guys. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're 15 minutes in. We're 15 um, minutes in. Checking in. We're God. We're already like, we're going deeper as in inception. Um, it's really hard to, 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 uh, consolidate down, uh, 15 years of, a, of an internet existence or 39 years of a person's life into 245, 250 minute segments. So what is important to know though, are the big things to take home from Chris, 
Chris grew up in Rutgersville, Virginia, lived, uh, is a high functioning autistic woman, trans woman, lives in with their her own mother, words. in her own words, in her own words, she is a high functioning lesbian, tr- oh, sorry, high functioning autistic lesbian trans woman. Uh, and her parents, her father passed in 2011. Her father, Robert, was uh, a very big motivator in her life. Um, uh, and then the big issue that we're, that the reason why the, us and everybody else is talking about Chris Chan right now, is I'm certain you're probably aware, is that Chris Chan has recently been arrested for the rape of her mother. Uh, her mother, Barbara, is 79 years old and has appeared in several of Chris's most recent videos on YouTube. And uh, Barbara, if you were to take a look at any given video that Barbara appears in within the last two years, you would see the hallmarks of dementia. Um, I have a grandmother who had dementia and it is just, is very obvious what it looks like. And uh, this is a rough topic. This is hard because what happened was many, many years of consecutive trolling led to now an elderly dementia woman being raped by her own child. Like that is something that is some, I don't know that as the internet that has been watching Chris for many years can fully accept that this is something that occurred. Chris's life has had many controversies. She has been arrested several times before. It is important to know that this is not the first time she has been arrested. She has sprayed GameStop employees in the face with pepper spray because she went into a GameStop that she was banned from because she had continually harassed the people who worked in the store because Sonic's arms were the wrong color. I did not know this. Yeah, it's important and to Jesus understand that. Christ. It's important oh to understand that Chris is not some kind of martyr to die for any particular group's cause. Chris is, and I quote, a criminal. Like <laughs> there's the Chris, nobody yeah. she's representing but her fucking self. What she has done in her life, listen. Do you know what the answer should have been immediately? Stop going online. If you don't like the behavior that is being met, you are being met with, you stop doing it. But she loved the idea that she had fans. She had people who would spend their time and annoy her. At, at one point in her life, towards more recently, actually, uh, she began uh, selling a lot of her stuff. She realized Patreon, Etsy, things that, like these communities, she could sell her own creations. Um, however... That is not to say that she didn't miss deadlines. She didn't keep people informed. She often didn't deliver a lot of stuff. She kept taking people's money and not telling them when they were going to have their items delivered. She, uh, and in turn, the money that she would get from her Patreon and her Etsy store, she would then put into other Patreon and Etsy stores for the voice cast of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and Equestria Girls. Oh, I had to shake while I said that because it was rough. <laughs> oh, so a lot of all, all of what I'm saying right here, um, I'm, I know I'm like, like just like gigantic fucking red flag setty. No, <laughs> it's a lot. You need to get the block of information out before we can really break things down piece by piece and like analyze this for what it is. 
And I'm just jumping around because honestly, there's no like progression. It's not like there was one peak. At one point, yes, let's talk about something that's happened very, very recently before this arrest currently. Some dude on the internet decided, you know what? Today's the day. I'm just gonna pretend uh, that I'm going to pretend that the world of Rick and Morty, the multi-universed Rick and Morty is real. And I'm going to pretend to be a time traveler from said universe. And I'm going to convince Chris Chan that there are many, many universes. And every, there is a Sonichu universe. And like, uh, it, oh. and this is the thing is that at this point, at this point, when this occurred, Chris had already harassed half of the voice cast in person and online of the My Little Pony show. She had uh, often uh, taken her patrons' money without delivering any sort of goods or service. Um, she was begging for money on different live streams. She was she was putting her mother forward to try and get people to give money to to buy things from eBay. She was buying amiibos and dressing them up as different characters and sonichus and selling them. And all the while, she was not paying the bills for her house and was spending that money on more shit. So, like, when this occurred, when this person came along into Chris's life and just told her that there was a million universes out there, she had already done so much nasty shit. Like, we were all, like, I feel like I was not invested in this storyline at this point. I was enjoying my life with probably my husband, or maybe not at that, my husband at that point. But, you know, not on the internet doing all that stuff all the time. So. Yeah. So. Holy shit. This is the thing, is that this all occurred. And Chris, I, I'm going to be real honest with you. This part of Chris Dree, not amazingly, uh, like, uh, fluid in. But this part of Christery, the long story short is that this person convinced Chris that the Rick and Morty idea of multiverses, of many different universes existing within this one existence we have, is real. And Chris then entered into a fake relationship in her head with Sonichu or Magichan, one of the characters from the webcomic. And... uh, Mewtwo, the Pokemon? Uh, oh? Yeah, I, um... Uh, okay. Um, um so, I, I okay. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh guys. Oh, wow. The power of Pokemon. Wow. Mm-hmm. When... Um, the, mm, mm. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'd like to just take a quick divergence to say that the multiverse theory is actually, like, a legitimate, a, like, a legitimate theory within the field of, like, metaphysics and physics. Like, like, they're, the creators of Rick and Morty are toying with an idea that was already in existence. It's just, like, in the imagination. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, toy, like, contemplating the idea of a multiverse in which, like, there are endless possibilities lots of media has explored it like that's that in and of itself is not the issue no not at all the kind of like naivety of like like i don't even know if i want to call it like naivety at this point because it's sort of like self is it her disability is it her sheltered lifestyle is it i think like what are the factors Yeah. But I think the same question could be said of anybody who, you know, I, I think that 
any like serial killer or like major crime lord or whatever, you're always like, why do they do what they do? Like, how did they get to be so evil? And if I had to ask, like answer that specific question, I think Chris is the, is not, Chris exists because she is the creation of a bunch of different like probabilities. Number one, she had elderly parents. Her father was 53 when she was born. That is an old dad. Her mother was in her late 30s, I think early 40s when she was born. That She had two older siblings significantly older than she was. They were already adults and out of the house. Um, and they were half siblings. This was uh, each of her parents' second marriage. They stayed together, but her mother was a hoarder and her father was, you know, really just, he just really enjoyed listening to jazz records and consuming black culture while also being a virulent racist. Um, and, you know, it was this, and, and being in a Virginia household as well, growing up with older white parents, she did hear a lot of like racist shit, a lot of homophobic shit growing up, which in turn influenced her outlook on life. And she also happened to be a millennial, an older millennial during the advent of the internet. So she was old enough to kind of go on her own. And, and she, uh, what happened was a lot of this is just like, there was a contest for Sonic to win a Sega system or something like that. She entered it, she won, and then it just like became Sonic and Pikachu. Like the, the Sonic she was created because her teacher said, no, you can't use copyrighted characters. So she in turn wrote a retaliatory story about Sonic and this is literally, there's no one point of origin. That's like the equivalent of saying like, it's, it's so hard though to figure out her her actual attitudes, her behaviors, and the way she acts currently, I can't give an excuse. Anybody who's a piece of shit is a piece of shit. If you purposefully harass women, and even if it does not matter, the thing is, is harassment is harassment is harassment, and it does not matter, like, who's harassing who. It is If it is crossing a boundary that one of the parties is uncomfortable with, either you stop, and if you don't, you are a bad person person it's pretty easy to tell yeah. <laughs> exactly no exactly um and when i say you know like i am trying to figure out the root of this i am mm -hmm. just like i'm really opening up a debate about nature versus nurture i'm not necessarily like yeah yeah no that's we're the, going there yeah, we're going there the thing is i don't think it i think it's i think as in the answer with it's anything both. it's both it's both it really it's is both. both um the thing is yeah one's and like identifying the root of why a person evolves into quite frankly the monster that christine weston chandler has become like like uh, let's just put it plainly yeah no, of course you, oh no no she absolutely is like you the don't thing is, yeah, yeah you, you don't you don't repeatedly rape your dementia riddled you know septuagenarian mother who literally cannot consent yeah. there are there i mean like Incest, obviously, is against the law. That's one layer against it. But there mm -hmm. is, there are rules in place to, you know, not mess with disabled people, you know. Yes. And actually, so in the next part of this episode, um, we're going to be talking specifically with regards to, because this, this may be a bigger case than is anticipated. Like, maybe the internet's not... Like the internet is believing that it will be a bigger case than I think the local media may have anticipated in the sense that uh, Chris is female. She's female and she has it on her license. She's legally changed her name. She has done the necessary steps. And uh, our, our prison system and uh, the crime that occurred 
are both gendered crimes and uh, a gendered crime in a gendered prison system. And it is something that is that needs to be addressed regardless um, going forward. And it's I think with regards to the next episode, we're going to talk we're going to talk about how the trans community is reacting and like that whole situation. Yeah. How the trans community is reacting, how the autistic community is reacting, like Mm -hmm. how people are, you know, historians as a whole are reacting in a completely different manner than autistic and trans people as well. Oh, absolutely. But like, let's break down what exactly, like what exactly has happened and how this particular case came to light because this had been happening but upon researching, I hadn't realized that this had been happening before it was exposed. And yes. that completely paints the situation differently for me. I thought it was encouraged, but it wasn't. But you know more about this, so... You yeah, so let me give you, like, a brief, uh, like, overview of the most recent scenario. So, starting on June 24th of this year, 2021, uh, Chris began a sexual relationship with her mother in the sense that she crossed a boundary and began raping her mother on June 24th, 2021. And then every three days thereafter until she was arrested on August 1st. And, uh, and the reason why we know the exact day in which it started is that much like any time anything about Chris has come to light, it is because of a troll. There is a girl, a, a literal 20-year-old, who is in college currently and I'm certain is about to get kicked the fuck out. Oh, um, people people are calling for her expulsion. Absolutely. I'm not going to say her name because personally, I don't want to target anyone because she is an issue in her own right but this is not about her the we're issue gonna, is is oh yeah go we're ahead. gonna call her a triple t which is texas tech troll there you and, go yeah. <laughs> i love that perfect so triple t began talking to chris because she was given chris's information chris responds to literally anyone who texts her which is why uh trolls have had such success with her historically every fucking time that is why we know so much about her yes she responds to every text she does not answer phone calls but she'll respond to texts oh yeah because after so many phone calls you know she's just done sick and tired of people being pieces of shit over the phone but i guess on text is a bit different anyway so triple t contacted uh chris chris and her began this conversation and there were a lot of phone calls between the two after having multiple text exchanges and over this time triple t is able to uncover the rape of barb chandler and she finds out much earlier than came to light what basically the situation was is there was another girl that was involved an associate associate classmate of uh triple t so ac and triple t were basically going were friends i believe that they were possibly trying to arrange some kind of sexual encounter with chris and instead in some jealous action triple t instead tried to convince chris to kill herself uh which chris is a very strong narcissist so that was like a real like that was doomed that was dead on arrival like why would you even try 
you kidding me? Imagine trying to convince a narcissist to kill themselves. Hey, life sucks, doesn't it? Well, maybe if you're not me, but, um, but you know, like personally, I have a lot of struggles and I struggle a lot. So let me just talk about those for a little bit so you can listen to me. I don't want to hear about your shit though. <laughs> the only person Chris Chan loves more than herself is like Tara Strong or something. So yeah, like... yeah. Just any particular woman in front of her at any given time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But anyway, yeah. So, um, and what this was fueled by was an even more multi-layered thing, but please continue. Yeah. So, I mean, without going heavily into detail, um, it basically she convinced Chris to explain over the phone. Uh, it seems personally, I believe this, this crime was done of Chris's own volition. I don't believe that Triple T convinced her to do it. She may have made her feel safe enough to talk about it, but I don't necessarily believe that Chris has long been documented as having sexual thoughts about her mother long before this instance has occurred. She has talked about how mother-daughter incest is a-okay and how it's kind of attractive and hot. And literally people are like, please don't ever do it. And she's like, no, no, I'm just saying like objectively that is... That is why this this case is not on Triple T alone. It is not that she convinced Chris to do an illegal act because she was manipulating a, a you know a person who was, I guess, able to be manipulated easily. Instead, she was just kind of getting as much information as she could so she could be lol epic troll ha 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 instead of being like oh shit crime call cop. <laughs> yeah, I I think the fact that um. Chris Chan being brought to justice in this moment is not due to wanting to protect Barb Chandler from assault, but, you know, just kind of as a, like, haha, let's see how much we can fuck over this, like, lonely, isolated trans woman is, like, uh, it just sucks. I just, I just hate everything about all aspects of this situation so much. There's no justice here. The thing, but the thing is, is that this situation... Is the the issue is that with Barb not okay? So Barb is truly the person who's suffering here. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? She is. She is. She is suffering. And like, let's and let's. She, I also just want to give like we've got a few minutes left. I'm going to give you a quick background on Barb as well. So Barb, as a parent, I'm certain you could probably guess at this point, but she was not great. Um, Barb was a very manipulative mom. She was the kind of mom where you know. Uh, anytime Chris would begin to, like, there was this kind of manipulative nature of, you need to leave my house. And then when Chris would make efforts, Barb would cry and say, don't leave me. Why are you leaving me? And it was this, it's a, it's a toxic mother relationship. And it happens normally in these dependent, these codependent relationships where there's only one child, one parent, especially after the other parent has passed. And it got worse after the father passed. Barb became heavily dependent on Chris. Um, she has documented instances of threatening to kill herself if Chris ever left her. So they're not great people. Really? No. Truly? This is just a puddle of shit, guys. Nobody's clean here. Like, like, TTT decided to get fucked up as well. Nobody's thinking, oh, wow, such sympathy towards these directions. No, nobody's, no sympathy extended in any direction. Fuck everybody here you're all terrible and in general this is the issue is that with chris with barb with triple t there's 
the reason there's no winners is because we don't want any of these people to win. They've lived nasty lives and they've, they're suffering the consequences of their actions. Triple T decided to play with some shit. And actually, if you decide to Google her, I'm not telling you to, but if you do, she's got a real nasty, dark, disgusting, abusive, nasty, ugly history. And she deserves it just as much as Chris does. And Barb is, I'm certain of it. If, if you've ever seen a toxic mom relationship in real life, if you hear that hit her mom threatened to kill herself if Chris ever left, you go, well, I... Yep, I know people who've been in that situation. And it's horrible. It's the worst. Nobody here is feeling any kind of like, this is just a real bad situation. Everyone is not a good person. And overall, the reason why the internet is so obsessed with it is because they are trying to find redeeming factors in any given part of this circumstance. And there's nothing redeeming to be done here. There's no sad victim who's innocent and beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. It's just a fucked up circle of shit. No, there you. I like completely, completely agree with you. There's no, there are no winners, no. no sympathetic figures, nothing. No. And I think another thing, and this is an idea that actually just popped into my head, which I cannot believe I didn't make this connection before. We're going to discuss, um, we're going to discuss transphobic tropes and uh, autogynophilia and um, like a lot of like trans women centered, um, trans misogyny centered. Yes hatred on the internet in the next episode there's a big trigger warning on that episode just so you guys know huge trigger warning but it must be said that this parallel plays out very similarly to the bates family in psycho and that is a classic classic example of transphobic tropes Mm -hmm. that have unfortunately played into the national and international consciousness of multiple generations of people and we, yes. as a public, are seeing something like that play out in real life. It's like, exactly. And, and it, oh, sorry. it's just so bad for multiple communities. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's, no, it's literally, you are 100% correct. What the important thing to remember is, is that I think I wanted to just let everyone kind of, I just kind of made this connection, but... One of the things I think this podcast is really centered on and I, I enjoy talking about is how different how different fandoms intersect with different communities, you know, queer communities, trans communities, people of color. It's it's how these how these fandoms intersect with each of these communities. And the internet has notoriously been one of the most hateful places in existence. And Chris is just the most insane enigma when it comes to the creation. This is this is the internet's hate and love and all of its intelligence put into one person. And that's exactly what I expected that person to look like. And she and this is and this is what I wish is that I wish as a narrative, we don't look at serial killers. We don't look at mass shooters and think that they're representative of their whole community. We don't look at fucking Dylan Roof and go, God, every blonde kid with a bowl cut is a fucking murderer. No, we don't. We don't because it's not fucking how it works. We don't look at Chris and then make large general assumptions about every trans person because Chris is not every trans person. It's kind of crazy. She's actually just just Chris. That's it, guys. We solved it. We solved it. We've done it, everyone. The trans community isn't one people, guys. We can go home. No, I I think the, yeah, no, you bring a really great point that I'm like, I want to emphasize in this episode, the next episode, and in future episodes, things that I am learning as I do my research, as I, like, 
as I go on existing as a politically aware, socially aware person, is that no group is a monolith. You know? No. There absolutely are, not. Like, like, Chris, like, for, like, I'm, I'll just give a very, very high-profile trans woman, Laverne Cox. Yes. You know, beautiful, poised, very, you know, like, like, very much, like, the sort of, like, model trans person, like, in the eyes of the general public, in the eyes of the general cisgender public. Yes. And then we have Christian, who is also a trans woman, mm-hmm. and hated virulently by the internet. They are both yes. trans women. You know, yes. different ends of the spectrum. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's important to, like, bring it back to that fact that there are some, there can be trans people that are public facing, but nobody speaks for anybody else. And just to kind of wrap up, I want to do quickly touch on um, going back to the actual crime. So with Barb, just giving a bit more background, Barb, so as I mentioned, she has an older son and uh, her, her, uh, her former husband, Robert, has an older son as well. Robert's older son has cut off contact with Chris and Barb and refuses to speak to them. And Barb's older son as well cut off contact and refuses to speak to Barb and Chris. And I think it's important that, uh, like, this is the thing, is that we, I think as a, as a society, we look to craft this, like, perfect narrative of the perfect victim, that she was a sad old lady who made cookies, and, and the big, bad, dark person came from around and just raped her mom, and it's just not how it worked. It was a combination of, of Barb actively making steps to isolate herself from every friend and family member she ever had. How she did that, I don't know. And I'm not going to speculate. I've seen it happen a lot with other people. And that's really, that's it. Is all you can say is that if it's, if you can at least justify the fact that, yeah, that doesn't sound like something uncommon to me, then there's no part of you that should go, well, you know, she was a good old woman who only wanted the best for Chris. Nah, she was an abusive piece of shit, probably. Just yes. like most of the people in her life were at that point, you know? Yes, I think, yeah, I completely agree. Like, you know, everyone wants the perfect victim. Like you said, that's such a, a salient point. And I think I think that brings me to the topic of respectability and the aesthetics of respectability, which has been covered by multiple creators on LeftTube and, like, in TED Talks and stuff like that. Like, whoever, like, whoever looks the best and presents the best to society deserves sympathy. And Just because so- we're... Mm. Yeah, I know. It's so much. Because just because Barb... I think the two facts that Barb Chandler was a toxic, manipulative, abusive mother, and Barb Chandler, as a dementia-riddled elderly person, does not deserve to be sexually violated, can nope. exist simultaneously. And Both I, of these things can exist. I agree. I agree. You have... No idea. I think that recently a lot of topics have become so driven by creating such strong dividing lines in a scenario that if you don't agree with this point of view, you are wrong. If you don't agree with that point of view, if you agree with my point of view, obviously you, it's, it's something that situations have these nuances and it's not in, you would never want to invalidate someone's existence through a critique. I think it's important to end on Chris is a woman and you just gotta use she because that's how definitions work guys. If someone says, I am a girl, and my pronouns are she and her, do you know who it hurts to not use that? No one. Like, literally, just do it. Just do it. Like, it's just words. Like, you were going to say anything else, so why not just say the thing she told you to say? 
Yes. Like, you know how you open a door and say hello? Just do that, but with she and her. <laughs> exactly. No, that's such, that's such a great point because, like, a lot of... A lot of Christorians I've observed and a lot of Christine's critics are very much like, well, she has done a bad thing, so she and I'm not going to stoop to their level and use any pronoun other than she. Um, she has done a bad thing. Therefore, she does not deserve to, she does not deserve the respect, the very bare minimum basic respect of using correct pronouns. And that's not how that works. A person like, is a person like saying, is a I person. refuse to call Ted Bundy Ted. I'm going to call him Kevin. Why? <laughs> yeah, no. Because I don't like the name Ted. Like... He was a necrophile, but he was still a person. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing is, you don't, like, it's, it's, so this is important going into episode two, that for purposes sake, using somebody's dead name, using someone, like, using the incorrect pronouns, it's literally just a tacky move. It's just tacky. Like, why the fuck are you doing it? It doesn't make sense. It's, it's just, in the same way, like, you go into a fancy restaurant and you're like, oh, I just want to, like, you know, be a good person and not get kicked out of this fancy restaurant. Like, just live that way, like, in everywhere. Just be like, it's oh, like, I want to be a good person. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's the equivalent of going into a fancy restaurant or going into, uh, or going into a restaurant of different cuisine and ordering a cheeseburger because you don't like anything on the menu and, like, expecting somebody to bend to your particular taste. It's just not kosher. If you're in a Thai restaurant, you eat pad thai. Like, yeah, you you're know. not getting chicken fingers and french fries here, all right? No, so. you're not. And... Um, this podcast is not chicken fingers and french fries. No, no, Lord, no. <laughs> this, this, uh, this podcast is um, certainly a durian fruit at times. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're an acquired taste, guys. <laughs> um, but I think, uh, oh, God, I had a great point, but I forgot about it. It may come back to me. Um, oh, yeah, and believe me, I think that what I want to end on is the point that this whole situation, Chris, following that Chris has, the information we know about her life, the information about this crime, and who she is as a person, who Barb is as a person, and who Triple T is as a person, is that, that it's just a lot of, it was a big fucked up equation that just equaled into a pile of shit. There's no part of this that's been great, but what is important to talk about going into our next episode is the discourse in the community. So, with that yes. being said, that's my oh. time. I, I remembered my last point, actually. Oh, yes. Um, and it's actually a perfect ending point to seg into the next episode. Um, the reason I think that people try to distance, um, distance themselves from using people's correct identifiers from and they try to create perfect victims and they try to mold situations into what they feel is respectable is that morphing somebody into a monstrous figure that is inhuman, you know, makes yeah. it easier to digest bad actions. If oh, yeah. you humanize Chris Chan, regardless of how awful she is, it makes you recognize the bad quality, you as in the collective you, recognize yeah. the bad qualities within yourself. And I think Christorians are not ready to face the bad qualities within themselves oh, that no, are making them continue to pursue what is essentially beating a dead horse. Yeah. And I think I think they're not willing to see the monstrous within themselves because they see themselves as human and not her. No. And I think that's 
the the self-actualization of oh shit technically comparing myself to her is a literal flawed comparison because in general the person you should only ever be comparing to yourself is a prior version of yourself like i'm 31 what was i like at 24 let's compare those people not exactly. me to somebody else because that is what the is i'm getting like so heated and i'm like oh shit but regardless I this is what's you. important is that you if you're if you have a problem with someone's actions if you have a problem with someone's actions because they are inherently bigoted that is important to make a stand against and to tell everyone that loudly and vo vocally that you don't approve of these actions however that does not mean that you as a person need to condemn the actions of another within your community like there really is no unless you are tied to said person and you feel that you need to you really shouldn't have to no trans person should ever have to answer for the actions of christian because the only person who should is her yeah acknowledging that she's part of the like that she is a trans woman does not mean you are automatically associated with her if you are a trans person not any more than anybody who's born in the month of February associates with being like Chris Chan. <laughs> oh God, it's so much. It's multi-layered. We we may have to do a third episode on this. Jeez, but oh man, this is gonna be great, um, guys. Serious. Boom. <laughs> All right, well, um, we're gonna cut off here. Uh, yes, because just for the sake of our own brains. Um, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we're we're back. We're, we're going to be recording episodes. Um, you have by the time you're hearing this episode, the two episodes, uh, the two parter on Bo Burnham will have been out for a little while. And um, thank you for bearing with us in our break. I mean, life happens, but we're happy that you're still here. Yeah, I'm happy to continue doing this. I'm happy to have this. I'm happy to enjoy this on a weekly basis. And I'm happy that you guys are listening. And thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, get vaccinated if you haven't already. Um, wear your mask anyway. Like, come on. Yeah, just for the time being. Um, also, uh, I'd just like to reiterate once more. Get vaccinated. Do you have a valid reason? No, you don't. Get vaccinated. Bye. Bye. <laughs>